Hey everyone, welcome to episode 6 of Flash from the Past. Today is April 3rd, 2019. I'm Jess, I'm your host for this nonsense. Um, just a little bit of what we do. Flash from the Past takes you back 20 years for the best movies and games from 1990 to 2010. And we do uh, quick reviews on them. Just uh, oversights, any memories that I may have. Um, just anything like that. Um... I kind of call them retro reviews, um, but they're, they're pretty fun. Um, sometimes we have themes. Sometimes I have a guest speaker, star, co-host, however you want to say it. Um, and then if you guys write in and tell me what to watch and play, then uh, we'll review that too. So uh, let's see. What have I been up to this week? Um, let's see. Um, still going strong on our first Twitch playthrough of the first PS2 game. We are currently on number one out of 1,690. Um, and we are playing Dark Cloud. You can, uh, come hang out with me. Sometimes I have the mic on, sometimes I don't. You can just chill, have a drink, relax. Um, and that's at twitch.tv slash letsplaygames. L-E-Z-P-L-A-G-A-Y-M-E-S. Um, I think I have the link somewhere, so uh, we'll post it. I'll post it on the Facebook page that we have now, too. So um, I'll get to that later at the end. Um, let's see what else. No new games this week, but I did pick up one new comic. I picked up Uncanny X-Men number 15. Um, if you're into X-Men, I highly recommend uh, Cyclops is back. And uh, there's a whole war going on. There's always a war, but I enjoy it. Um, let's see. I also bought Aquaman solely for Amber Heard and for me and uh, Jason Momoa for my wife. So we haven't watched it yet, but I'll let you know how it is as soon as we get to that. Um, this week I, I decided to do another theme week because I really enjoy doing those. Um, so we've been watching a lot of Mario Maker at night. I watch, uh, Dragon Feeny, um, this guy, Dan G, um, X-Water, The Beast. Um, so there's a lot of really good Mario Maker streamers out there on Twitch. Go look for the category and put it as a favorite and check them out. They're, it's just unbelievable what they do. So in honor of that, I watched the cult classic Super Mario Brothers. Um, so it's no secret that this is hated by a majority of people. Um, but hear me out, and maybe you'll enjoy some of it like me. Super Mario Brothers was released in 1993, and while most people think this is supposed to be based on, like, the Mario from NES, this is actually kind of loosely based on Super Mario World um, from 1990 on SNES. Um, the movie takes quite a bit of liberties, but that's as to be expected. Um, I think the biggest is issue people have is that Nintendo did give full creativity to the directors, the husband and wife team, Rocky Morton and Annabelle Jenkel, um, which kind of turned into them trying too hard to incorporate everything from Mario. Um, they actually got some really great people to be in this movie. Um, Bob Hoskins from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Rabbit John Leguizamo, um, I could probably name off like 10 movies that he's in, but... Like Moulin Rouge, Spun, um, 
and I'm, that's all I have right now. <laughs> but he's really good. He's really funny. He actually has a really good, uh, like, Latino history for dummies on Netflix. It's a kind of a stand-up history thing. Go check that out if you haven't. Um, and then, obviously, Dennis Hopper, who's absolutely amazing in everything. Um, the problem with this production was that it was a nightmare. Um both for the directors, the studio kept trying to do stuff, um, producers kept trying to change things. So it just wasn't smooth. Um, but if we strip all the issues away and actually look at the story, which most people think it doesn't make sense, I think it makes perfect sense. So I don't think it's really that terrible. Uh, King Koopa rules the dystopian dino world where the Mario brothers, Hoskin and Leguizamo, are plumbers in a parallel universe of Brooklyn. So, like, this dino world is under Brooklyn. Um, this basically starts because Koopa is kidnapping women from the our world to try to find the missing piece of this meteorite that caused the dimensions to split, like, 65 million years ago. Um... The princess that they use is Daisy, not Peach, but they kind of made it almost a cross between Peach and Daisy. Um, I think it was cool that they didn't use Peach and they used a different princess. Um, Iggy and Spike, who are both King Koopa's kids in Mario 3, I believe, and in uh, Super Mario World, um are like his cousins in this game and they're the ones that are out doing the kidnapping kind of like like the mini boss fights that you do in the games which is kind of cool and eventually the mario brothers find this other dimension and they end up in this mushroom kingdom because fungus has taken over um dino land and they never say mushroom kingdom but you can put it kind of put it all together just because of the way the land looks so I think that's kind of nifty. Um, throughout the movie, you'll actually come across a bunch of visuals that tie back into Mario. So, for example, the police are spiky shelmets almost. Um, Big Bertha in red is more like a red turtle, a uh, red spiky turtle, um, than the big fish that she is in Super Mario World. Um, there are pipe metaphors all over because, you know, the Mario Brothers are plumbers. Um... Toad has a haircut that kind of looks somewhat like his toad head from the games, which is kind of cool. It's like he's wearing a little hat, but it's just his haircut. Um, and even Yoshi makes an experience, um, a appearance um, in this as a actual dinosaur, which is pretty awesome. He's short and he actually looks like Yoshi. So I think that was pretty, pretty cool. Um, but I think my favorite little Mario piece in this was the tiny babom. That shows up like the shroom, the uh, fungus keeps trying to give Luigi and Mario a little bomb. And Mario's like, no, 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 no. And Luigi's like, no, he's trying to help us, he's trying to help us. So he takes, finally Mario grabs it in one of the scenes and everybody freaks out. So I thought that was pretty fun. It even looks like the bombs, like the tiny ones. So it's pretty cool. Um, the plot, it, it makes no real sense. Um. But if you know nothing of Mario at all, I think if it would be a pretty funny and entertaining ride. So if you go into it thinking that you're not playing a Mario game um, that has really nothing to do with Mario, and then you just notice all the little things about it, 
I think you'd have much more of a fun time instead of going into it thinking this has to be based on Super Mario World. It has to be better. So I think that's just my my opinion of it. Um, the special effects are actually very early 90s, which is kind of cheesy at times, but the animatronic work for Yoshi is almost on par with Jurassic Park, which came out, I think, the same year. Um, I think current day CGI is terrible. I hate like all the Avengers movies and every time you get one of those superhero movies with a fight scene, it's like all CGI. The actors aren't doing anything anymore. And I think this animatronic, um, just really gives it a better touch. Um, I guess there were like nine, no less than nine people working on him at one time, which is kind of cool. Um, my favorite characters have to be the Goombas. Um, the Goombas in this game are dumb and just follow orders. And these definitely fit that bill. Um, well, they don't look like the Goombas in the game. Um, you can tell that they, they tried. They tried to make it look like it. Um, one... It's just... They, they're, they're big and brown. And they're just kind of like slowly walk side to side like a Goomba does. Um, so I think... The scene with them dancing in the elevator is hilarious. Like, Luigi starts just making them dance because of the music and while they're being searched for. And then eventually, like, all the Goombas just start dancing with each other. I think it's pretty funny. Um, one cool thing about this is that it was the first Hollywood film based on a specific video game property. It's just sad that the production was plagued by just bad daily rewrites, tough studio expectations. So for that to be the first one... Just, it kind of is sad. I know The Wizard, I think, came out before that, but it wasn't based on a game. Um, it was just basically a promo for Mario 3, um, kind of. So that's where I would go with that. Um, overall ratings from IMDb is only a 4 out of 10. And uh, Rotten Tomatoes actually gives it a 14% from reviewers, but 28% from regular viewers. So, if I'm being honest, with the technical achievements, all the hidden Mario things, the superb acting of all the cast, because they were all great, and even the guys in the Goomba suits, I would have to give it a higher score of around 6 out of 10. Um, there's too much fun to be had in this movie, and if you just get off your high horse and just enjoy it for what it is, I think you would actually have a really good time instead of trying to nitpick it and say, well, it's not like Mario, so it can't be a good movie. That's just my thought. Write in, let me know what you think, uh, what scores you would give it, and why. So, moving on with our theme uh, and our game of the week, we are playing, actually, Super Mario World, uh, um, the movie the game was based on. Who would have thought? <laughs> so... Um, I actually have this. I don't have the actual cart. I have this on the Super Nintendo Classic, the Mini. Um, so you can do save states and all that stuff, which is kind of cool. But I am probably going to pick up Mario All-Stars uh, just because I found it pretty cheap. And that way I'll have 1, 2, and 3 um, and the Lost Levels. And then I'm probably going to pick up Super Mario World on Super Nintendo as well, just to have it. Um, I found a website that actually has them pretty cheap. If you go to jjgames.com, it's where I buy a lot of my retro stuff. Um, they've all been real, which is what I really pride myself in. They have different ratings on the games, so you can get it cheaper if you don't care what it is. Um, so 
I highly recommend them. I think they're fantastic. I've never had any shipping problems, never had any, uh, no games working. I just bought a GameCube from them. Came in brand new, pretty much. So check them out. Um, Super Mario World was published and developed by Nintendo and was released on November 21st, 1990 for the Super Nintendo system. Uh, growing up, I had a Sega, as I've said before, especially when I was talking about Lion King. Um, but there was one time when I actually got to rent a Super NES. Now, a lot of you people are probably young and don't even know what rental stores are. <laughs> but you used to go into these archaic stores that had doors. And you would talk to people and you would actually rent a game for the weekend. Um, which was awesome. But I lived in a very small town. Um, and there was one video rental store. We didn't have a Blockbuster or movie gallery, family video, Hollywood video, none of that. Um, so this town I grew up in, small town in Maine, it only had about 3,500 people in it around 1995, probably around the time I probably got to rent this. Um, and they would actually let you rent systems for like 25 bucks for the weekend or something like that. So one time I got my mom, um, to rent me the Super Mario, uh, Super Nintendo and Super Mario World. And I think I must have played that first world for, for the whole weekend because it was so much different than Mario 1 and 2, which were the two games I had, that it, it just blew my mind. Colors were brighter. There were different things to do in it. Um, you had Yoshi. The world wasn't like... You actually saw the world map. Because um, I hadn't even played Mario 3 at that time. Um, just because I never had Mario 3 growing up. Um, so... It was just unbelievable to get a chance to play that for a weekend. Um, even playing it now, I still found it hard, myself having a hard time with some jumps in some of the controls. Um, the story for Super Mario World is that Mario is actually on vacation in Dinosaur Land. Koopa kidnaps Peach, as usual, and Mario starts on his venture, trying to save Peach and Yoshi's friends, the other dinosaurs, who are also in eggs. Um, so every time you go to a castle you rescue one of Yoshi's friends, which is kind of cool. Um, this has, I think it was 96 different levels across in seven different lands. Um, there's like so many different things with it. Um, but you follow the map just like you would uh, in Mario 3, but there are actually different paths to go this time, which is kind of cool. Um, each level actually has a checkpoint in it, which is awesome. Um, checkpoints were actually introduced in Super Mario World... Sorry, Super Mario Lost Levels, which was Super Mario 2 in Japan, and Lost Levels here in the U.S. that came out later. Um, so the checkpoints are awesome. Um, this one has different power-ups in it. So it still has the firepower, the mushroom, all that stuff. Um, but you actually get a cape this time and a little known fact is if you're good with the cape you can actually like fly over the levels and you can cheese the whole thing um so you can actually skip the whole level fly through it boom you're done so i am terrible at that i cannot for the life of me fly through the levels um but it acts kind of like a tail too and then you can also damage enemies with it kind of like the tail as well and from mario 3 um I've only been into two different, two bosses. I'm still playing through it. I'm going to play through it a little bit more after this. I'll update next week if I beat it. Um, but 
the boss fights are different too. Um, one of them I had to push the Koopa Kid into the lava. The other one I had to jump on him three times. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, the each area or each world has a ghost house that's kind of like a puzzle. Um, and I must have done the second one at least 15 minutes. I was on that second ghost house. So if you're not paying attention and you kind of don't understand, just keep going. You'll figure it out eventually, I promise. If I can, you can. Um, there's, at the end of the level, instead of like in Mario 3, where you would hit the block to get a star, um, there is a tape, almost like if you're running a race. And if you wait for that tape to go up to the top, you get a one-up. But if you hit it at any other time, you get stars. And if you miss it, you only get one coin. But if you get the stars, and you add up all those stars like each time, and you get a hundred of them, you actually get to go do a minigame where you can earn more one-ups and a bunch of other little things, which is kind of cool. Um, the controls on this are a little bit different. It's Super Mario, so it's Super Nintendo controller. So you have the four buttons on the left, on the right, and then the two shoulder buttons. Um, you can hold things, you can run, you can jump. And then there's a spin jump. One of the buttons, instead of regular jumping, spin jumps. And that allows you to, like, go on top of shells, um, on top of piranha plants, I think, on top of thwomps. Um, so that's kind of cool. And then you can scroll left or light, right with the shoulder buttons. So you can actually get a feel for like what's coming up or what may be behind you and things like that. Um, there are hint boxes. So if you get stuck or like when you're just starting a new, a new area, the hint boxes will tell you like what you need to do. Um, in regards to that, there are also hidden P switches. So if you go... A different way on a map you find this like the first one you find is a yellow p-switch and it opens up all these other blocks in all the worlds so you can reach you can access different parts of the world so you can get hidden exits or extra levels or just um different areas of the level which is pretty cool it adds a ton of replay value to it because now you can actually go back and replay some of the levels, which is really awesome. So if you miss something, or once you unlock like the green P switch, you can go back and get all the little secrets and everything. So, um, I think it's pretty cool. Um, so based on all that and like the actual game, when this released, um, according to Moby Games, which is a website I heard on another podcast called Genesis Gems. Um, so if you're into Genesis, definitely check that out. It's pretty cool. Um, they take one genesis game a week and talk about talk about it um so i find it really exciting because i played genesis a lot as a kid so if you like that stuff go check them out um they use moby games so i didn't even know about this website so i started to use it too because it's a really awesome website um <clears throat> this got almost 90s across the board um with the exception of entertainment weekly which gave it a 75 out of 100 which just kind of goes to show Entertainment Weekly is not catering to gamers, so they, in my opinion, don't really know what they're talking about. <laughs> um, I would probably give this about a 95 out of 100, just because the difficulty amps up a little bit, and uh, sometimes the button combos, the spin jumps can be a little little bit confusing. Um, that website also had some cool trivia. Um, the game took 29,000 hours to program, which is kind of cool. 
And Miyamoto wanted Yoshi to be in the original Mario Brothers, but limitations of the NES and Famicom made that impossible until the Super Nintendo and Super Famicom came out. So, um, Also, a game this good, of course, has to get some awards. Um, from Game Informer in 2006, it was listed as number 46 out of 100 in 100 top 100 games of all time. In 2001, EGM listed it number 88 out of 200 in their greatest games of their in their time. And Retro Gamer in 2004 had readers vote and they gave it number two of all time out of everything. So I thought that was pretty awesome that almost like people growing up and viewers and readers like this game more than the actual reviewers did. So I think it's pretty nifty. Um, with that. I, uh, I say it's definitely a great game. It's pretty cheap. I think it's on the 20-ish dollar side. If you go to JJ Games, $20, $25 um, on the low end. And uh, it's been re-released a ton of times. Like the Super NES Classic, um, the stores, like the I think the Wii U store had it at one point. Um, so if you haven't played it, highly recommend to go grab it. It's, it's pretty good. So... Um, we have, this is normally where we would put, do the on this day and top threes. But when I was looking up for on this days, there was no movie things. So nothing in our time frame anyway. And I try to stick to things that happened between 1990 and 2010. So when this got me thinking that I'm going to kind of do something different, or if I can't find anything for that day that we're going to kind of do um, a what was number what was the number one movie on the day that we're doing the podcast so like today that's what i did um i'm still gonna do a top three for it so that's cool um but days when there's nothing nothing we'll use this as a backup um usually i can find stuff just wasn't happening for april 3rd so, so. but i loved what happened with this um so the number one movie on april 3rd 1990 was dun, 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 the original live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. So I thought that was awesome. I was like, yes, I can't wait to talk about this. Um, TMNT was by far my favorite cartoon growing up. Um, I had toys. I have the NES game, the original, the like super hard one. Um, I also have now the uh, arcade one, which is pretty fun. Um, and I remember my dad taking me and my cousin to see the second movie in theaters. And my dad never took me to the movies. Like we didn't go to the movies back then. We rented them all the time. Um, but we hardly ever went. So the turtles were a huge part of my life for many years. I remember going to, um, back then it was MGM studios in Orlando. Uh, same kind of place where like Nickelodeon was, um, universal MGM, that area. And it was the only time we ever went and it was the, um, sorry, my phone just rang. So if that picked up, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, I got to stand in line and get autographs from people dressed as the Ninja Turtles. And I thought that was the coolest thing. Um, I can't even describe what it was like standing in line waiting for like Raphael to, to sign my autograph book. So it was pretty pretty fun um <clears throat> growing up though as a kid I think uh Mikey was my favorite 
Um, just because he was goofy, he loved pizza, he said things like cowabunga dude. Um, I had a, I just related to Maury as a kid, but as I grew up, I found that, like, Raphael was more my style. He was, like, broody, he had a bad temper, he didn't put up with stuff, and I loved him, what they did with him in some of the later stuff. Um, so... This also gave me a great idea for next week, and I hope that uh, you'll enjoy it. But anyway, my top three TMNT shows or movies. That's what we're doing for top three this week. Um, my number three is the animated 2007 TMNT reboot. Um, that is so... I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was, and I wasn't expecting to like the animation in it. But I was really pleasantly surprised with how they went about it and how they almost weren't a team and then they had to come together as always. Um, so I think that was probably, sorry, I got another call. <laughs> um, it throws me off. Um, so I love that one. Um, number two, TMNT Secret of the Ooze. I had this on VHS. And it was in my top three movies that I would watch over and over and over again. Um, which was, if you listened to the prior, previous podcasts, um, A League of Their Own and Sister Act are two movies that I would watch over and over and over again. Um, this was the third one. I loved everything that they did in it. I loved Razor and um, the other guy that I'm drawing a blank on, his name right now. Um... I also just love what they did with Shredder. And I'm not going to lie. I loved uh, Vanilla Ice at the end. So, yeah. That's... Uh, I like it. Go, Ninja. Go, Ninja. Go. So, go uh, go listen to that, alright? And uh, obviously, my number one is the original TMNT cartoon. Um, I have a bunch of them on DVD. I used to have a bunch of them on VHS. Um... I, th there's not a bad thing you can say about it. I remember there was one episode where Leonardo was playing a game called Temptress, I think, is what it was. And lightning hit the arcade, and it made the boss come out, and she was, like, attacking everybody, and he had to, like, beat her in real life, which I thought was the coolest, coolest concept ever. <laughs> so... I think it was a blast. Um, if you haven't seen it, definitely, you know, go pull it up. Actually, there was a Twitter, uh, Twitch channel I was watching the other night that had, like, the, all of them playing, which is pretty cool. Um, so, I guess uh, you'll have to come back next week to see which TMNT movie I choose to watch. Because I think we're going to do a Turtles theme. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun. Um... If you have any suggestion for a game, let me know. I know most of them are fighters, um, and some of them are super expensive, so I'm not going to buy one of the expensive ones, but um, I can probably do... I might do the arcade one, the one released in 1990. Um, TMNT 2 Arcade, or Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles the Arcade. Maybe I'll get uh, the wife to play with me, and maybe we'll, uh, we'll talk about it next week, or uh, I'll just make her do it. So, um, I seem to be doing themes a lot, but I think the themes are cool. 
Um, I didn't realize how many movies and games I actually had that went together. So it's kind of fun for me to look at all this and be like, oh, I could do this. I could do that. Um, so that's pretty cool. So um, before I sound off with all of our contact information, I do want to give a quick shout out to uh, somebody that watches. I want to say, hey, Gary. Gary, thanks for listening. Uh, I'm glad that you're enjoying the uh, the show. So keep coming back. Um, now. If anyone out there wants to join the conversation, I have added a Facebook page, like I said at the beginning. Um, I'm going to put all the contact information on a post and try to pin it. Um, so that'll be the Twitter, the Twitch site, um, and then a link to the to the Anchor page too. And probably all the links to the other ones on like Google and Apple and, and all that. Um, I think if you just search Flash from the Past... Uh, I should pop up there or it should pop up there. It's the same cover art that's on, uh, the logo for the podcast. So try to get there. Um, maybe we'll do polls, we'll do giveaways. Um, it'll give a chance to everybody to be in a community so we can talk about movies and games, which is two of my favorite things in the world. Um, so yeah, head over there and let's get some things going on that. Um, if you would prefer we also have twitter um twitter is at flash pass pod um and of course our email is flash from the past podcast at gmail sometimes like i said you can even catch me playing ps2 games on twitch and like i said again that was twitch.tv slash let's play games i will have that all on the pinned facebook page and i should pin it on twitter as well um so send some love subscribe um I do this for free. I don't, you know, make any money off this. I enjoy talking about games and movies and uh, would love more interaction with other people talking about games and movies too. So that's your bag, baby. Do it. Let's go. Um, enjoy the quick takes on the best 20 years that I strive to, pro- to forgive. Um, maybe someday we'll have some more, you know, guest hosts and uh, things like that. So... Thanks, everybody, for listening. That's all for tonight, and uh, we'll see you next week with Turtles. Later.